Are you walking in Godfidence? You know, that holy confidence, knowing that you can trust God with your life and the direction it's going, and you can sit back in some peace and take bold steps for Him? Well, in this episode, we're going to be unpacking Godfidence, and we're also going to be looking at some of the the pitfalls of the peace stealers that are in our lives as well. So I hope you'll stick around and join me for this episode of I Don't Know About You. I saw a shirt the other day that says Godfidence. You know, it just kind of broke up that word confidence. And I think it's referring to having a holy confidence, not about self-esteem, but of having a confidence that resonates from knowing who we are in Christ and in being able to step boldly because of Him and because of that spirit that lives within us. Because as an Enneagram One, I'm such a perfectionist and I have this internal voice that's constantly critiquing me. I have a hard time not apologizing for my opinions. I have a hard time uh, accepting encouragement and I'm working on that. See, I want to walk in a holy confidence, a confidence that just beams Jesus to other people that I don't I'm not afraid to take bold steps for him. And one of the things in in having that holy confidence that I think is so important is that it begins with an internal peace. It's me being able to be at peace with myself and peace with who God has made me to be and called me to be. So I'm working on having this holy confidence. And in doing so, I had to do some self-examination because I needed to know, am I really at peace? For many of you, if you do this um, soul searching, it may take you a long time. But for me, it only took like a minute. And instantly I was like, you already know the answer to this question. If you're having to ask if you're at peace, then you probably aren't. So I started thinking, what brings me peace? What doesn't? What are the things that, that do not bring me peace? that I can do something about because there's some things in our life that does not bring us peace that we cannot have any control over at this point. I can think back to, you know, of loss of a loved one, sickness, you know, financial issues that, that I didn't have a control over. You know, there's some things that you can't necessarily control right now. And as a Enneagram one, I struggle with that of not being able to have control on every area of my life. But there are some areas that I could instantly say that did not bring me peace. Sometimes it's relationships, hobbies and habits, thoughts, things I'm feeling myself with. You know, I tell the kids all the time, you know, what goes in comes out. And so I started evaluating what am I watching? What am I listening to? I realized that There's no wonder I don't have any peace. There are so many things in my life that that I can have control over not feeding the fire of this unrest in my life, so to speak. And so I started doing a purge of that um, at the beginning of the year. I I just felt like, okay, I, I start diets. I start 
reading plans. I saw all these things, right, at the first of the year. And usually by this moment in January, I've already filled at them. So I thought this year I'm going to give myself a break. And that brought me so much peace to begin with. But I said, you know what, Jesse, this is my inner dialogue going on. Um, take those things that don't bring you peace and let's get rid of some of them. See what happens. So that's what I've done. I've begun to purge the things in my life that I can purge that are peace stealers for me. So how do you identify your peace stealers? For me, the first culprit I'm going to talk about, I just stumbled across one morning because I woke up a couple hours before I was supposed to get up and I decided, Jesse, just get on up, have you some coffee, spend some time with God. Let's just not go back to sleep because you might wake up a little bit more groggy or not as rested sometimes. And so I felt pretty good. So I just stayed on awake. And the odd thing about this is, is that I prefer to be up late at night. My husband is an early riser and he goes to bed fairly early. So I would use the night time as my time to dig into the word and to pray and to talk to God about my life and my day and get myself into a place of, of peace so I could rest peacefully and start the next day. I didn't even realize you guys, I was rushing. I thought that was just my normal speed. You know, doesn't everybody like to just hit the alarm clock 15 times, spring out of bed and hit the ground running going 90 miles an hour, go through your day at work, taking out the task. I'm a taskmaster. So I'm like, dude, okay, let's go 90 and let's knock off every task off my lifts. I thought it was normal, but it wasn't peaceful. Maybe it was my norm, but I don't think it was the normal that God wanted for me. I think God really needed me to recognize I needed to change gears, to just slow down in everything that I'm doing. And it was really hard. I have to tell you, the first couple of days I did this, I mean, it was great. I was in my Bible study. I was drinking my coffee, uh, digging into the word, spending some time praying with God. But when it came to the slow down, meditate, stretch, my body itself did not know how to do that. My body was like, what are you doing? You are supposed to be running around this house like a chicken with your head cut off, getting out the door. And it took days before I could actually relax my body. And shouldn't I be relaxed? I just woke up. I mean, it didn't make sense to me. But the more I did it, the more I recognized that starting my day with God and taking the time that I needed and I'm going to be honest, I need like two hours of that in my study with God, getting myself right and awake and in a place of peace before I even turn on the shower. But it has changed so much of my life, almost every facet of it. I don't get irritated or, or frustrated as much, find myself still accomplishing all the tasks of the day, but almost more efficiently because I'm not just rushing to get through them. I'm taking the time to process them and give them the adequate time that they need. So this leads me to my second culprit. And it's an obvious one, but it's one that I have struggled to put some healthy boundaries in to provide peace for myself. 
And that is in correspondence. I'm going to bear my soul here and confess that I am a chronic phone watcher. I have my phone with me everywhere. And I am looking to see if there's a text message. Is there an email? Uh, Is there a notification from Messenger? You know, is there someone that is just sitting by the phone, I guess, waiting for me to respond to them? And what I've recognized and had to come to terms with is not everyone is just waiting for me to respond. And it's okay for me to put my phone down. It's okay for me when I get home to put my phone on the charger in a different room and spend time with my husband. I heard years ago someone say this, and it's really stuck in my mind. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And I've had to really do some self-examining how much I've said yes to so many things that do not need a yes, that is stealing from my marriage, from my peace, from my time with God, from just rest. I even realized what I was doing, I was picking up my iPad. And I'm like, the iPad is just as bad, Jesse. So I put it in iPad jail. You know, these are the things we talk to our kids about, but how many of us wrestle with the same things that we see in our kids? As a youth director, I see my kids constantly on their phone and not in relationship with the people around them. And I had to come to a a place of recognizing that I'm doing the same thing. That every time I say yes to a, a notification, a text message, an email, when it is my family time, that I am saying no, that my husband is not as important as that notification, that text message, or that thing on social media. And so I've really put some healthy boundaries there by putting my phone in a different room than me. I use it as my alarm clock. I mean, who doesn't, right? I mean, it's our alarm. But I recognize that if it lights up or it dings, that it kind of messes with me. And I know there's some settings on there that you can put it in like a sleep mode or whatever. But I know me, if it is next to me and I can't sleep for some reason, I just reach over and grab it. So I got myself an Echo Show that is working as um, my alarm clock in my bedroom, but it also will play music for me. Or when I wake up, I can ask it, you know, how's the weather? You know, all of that. So the Echo Show is my new friend for that. But that's just kind of what I've done to get the phone as far away from me as possible. And while I was self-examining the way that I communicate with folks, I recognized that there were some conversations or relationships that I have that are extremely toxic. And I've given myself permission to walk away from those. And I will have to tell you that my inner peace has went up tenfold. And I know this is hard if this is a family member or a friend or a neighbor. You still have to interact with people who can sometimes be toxic to your peace. But you can limit the amount of time and the amount of energy that they get from you. And I'm really working on that. I am working on um, limiting the amount of toxicity that I allow to steal my peace. My most important thing that I'm protecting is my peace. 
there are some things I can't control, but the things that I can, being an Enneagram one, I love control. So why not control the things that don't bring me peace? Asking you to walk in godly confidence with, in that Godfidence, that holy confidence that, that it might be a big step or it might be a small step, but you need to take a step. As I've been purging these peace stealers, it has given me time to do even more self-examination in recognizing that my amazing husband and my wonderful marriage can be even more wonderful. Our time that we have together can actually be of high quality and not just quantity. I've also recognized that I have more time on my hands when I'm not constantly scrolling on my phone or reading posts or looking for emails and text messages. I've also begun to realize that most of the time the TV I was watching was just background noise because I was on my phone anyway. And so I have stopped watching a lot of the I'll be honest, trash shows that was just all about drama and everybody else's messed up life. So I felt better about mine. So I just kind of turned off the reality TV and started living my own reality. But in that, I've realized how many excuses that I make to not do the things that I have felt for a long time God calling me to do, like this podcast. The inner critic would always tell me, you don't have time for that. And honestly, I didn't have time. I was filling it with so many things that were just stealing my peace, stealing my joy, and that did not deserve my time. But my inner critic would constantly remind me of all the reasons I should not do the things that I felt on my heart I wanted to do, whether it be a podcast or write curriculum or I've got a ton of different things that I've been thinking about and praying over and bless my best friend's heart. They're the ones who've heard me for years talk about all of these things and trying to push me to do it, but they could never get me to get past my own personal excuses. My, my inner critic always had the best excuses. And then I would fill my time with all of these things that didn't really matter. And now I'm finding that as I'm preparing my day right, and I'm taking the addiction of the phone out of it, and then it's helped me to understand that I don't really watch as much TV as I thought I did or want to, I now have time to spend in relationships, but also on on all these things that I've wanted to do for years. But it made me have to stop and recognize that one of my biggest peace dealers is my own personal excuses. The excuses I make. And many of many times, these excuses come from my inner critic. Not everyone has an inner critic. If you do any study on the Enneagram, you'll know that ones are just, we are just ran by our inner critic. But I'm just going to step out in godly confidence, in that holy confidence, and trusting that, you know what? I have felt this for a long time. I felt God calling me to do some things, and yet I don't answer. You know, I answer a text message. I'll answer an email. I will put my snappy little comeback on Facebook or post my post. But when God calls, I just 
ignore the ringtone. It's almost as if it's so silent that I can't hear it. But what I recognize with God, and I don't know if you have or not, is that God, when God calls you to do something, God doesn't stop. It's persistent. Just like he was persistent with my call to ministry, just like he's persistent, the things that he's put on my heart years ago that have not gone away. And God is like that telemarketer. You know the one I'm talking about. The one that calls from all different states, all different phone numbers. You block one and then it pops up again. And every, and finally you answer it because you're like, what in the world? And all they want to do is give you an extended warranty for your car. Like, come on now. Everybody has those. That phone call for the extended warranty. And God is more persistent than those telemarketers. If God has a plan for your life and God wants you uh, to uh, trust him and take bold steps in Godfidence, he is going to continuously put it on your heart. Where in for me, I had to come to the place of realizing that my trust for God has to be stronger than my excuses. So I'm working so hard and I will tell you, I fail tremendously at this one, but I'm continuously working every day to overcome my excuses. I'm reminding myself that I have to trust God and that God never gets it wrong. And that yes, he can use a country girl loudmouth like me to share his gospel. And I will tell you, I've have to give myself the room to make mistakes. I have to give myself the room to not be perfect. I have to give myself the permission to step boldly. And if I step boldly and find out that that is, that is not the direction in which God wants me to go, then I have to be okay with it. But to not step, to not move, to continue to just make excuses. I can't live like that anymore, y'all. And I'm going to tell you that's going to be a battle I face every day to remind me myself of this. It's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it today because I'm putting it out to the world and now I'm I feel more accountable to it. Do you find that you're making excuses? to walk with God, to do the things that God has called you to do? Do you ever think, you know, I really want to write a Christian mom blog or I really want to serve at a soup kitchen. I want to teach a women's Bible study. I want to help my neighbor rake his leaves. I mean, it can be super simple. Or do you feel the nudge that you're like, God has placed on your heart a person to encourage, and yet you haven't reached out to encourage them. What is God? Maybe you need to do what I did and make some shifts in your life so that you have room and time to do the things that God is calling you to do that my excuses were legit. I'll be honest, I didn't have the time. My day was packed, but it was packed with things that were stealing my peace and they were packed with, it was packed with things that I could purge out to make room for the things that I feel really matters. So I don't know about you, 
But I really want to walk in Godfidence, taking bold steps for God. And I'm going to remove all of the peace dealers that I can to make way for me to answer God's bold call on my life. Romans 8, 28 reminds us, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. We are called to serve the Lord. It may not look the same for all of us, but God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. If we will walk boldly in godly confidence and trust in Him, God will help us. He'll help us to find perfect peace, as it says in Isaiah 26.3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust in the Lord, seek out that perfect peace, and walk in confidence boldly for the Lord. Thank you.